All right, we are live. Welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. It's Friday night. You know what that means. The law of one, that's right. Share this out, share this out, share this out. Welcome to everybody. Say hello in the chat so I know you're here. Friday night, the law of one. Last week, we ended at the end of session 93, so we'll be beginning, we'll be, be beginning at or starting at the beginning of session 94. Right, so I like to go through the spiel, right? First things first, right? We have uh, up-and-coming summit. I was going to queue up the thing. Maybe I'll do that later. I'll do a show about it later on. We have a Earth Day summit, though Ryan Rising, myself, and... Um, Candle Book and Broom are presenting a Earth Day, two-day Earth Day Summit. We're calling it World Earth Day 2021. And it is uh, April 21st and April 22nd. The reason that we did that was since most of us you know, that are out here that are putting this on are from the United States, we're missing out on half of the world. Bruce Cunningham, a friend of mine who lives in the Philippines, Brought that to my attention. You know, guys, if you do that on the on the 22nd, everybody else is on the 23rd. I thought, you know, that's a great idea. So I talked to my partner, and she said, let's do two days. So we're going to go 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. All these times are West Coast America time, Los Angeles or San Francisco time, United States. 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on the 21st of April and 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on the 22nd of April. 22nd of April is Earth Day. So we're going to do 12 hours, 12 hours on each day. And right now we have, I think, 20 speakers lined up. I haven't counted it, but we have all the slots filled. (laughs) So I figured that out, right? Uh, So it's going to be really cool. We have people from all over the world, many different countries. We have people from the United States, Canada, the UK. We have people from Australia, Bali. Uh, South Africa, uh, where else? I'm probably missing somebody. But we have people, the speakers that are going to be from all over the world that are going to be speaking. Uh, So it's going to be incredible. A couple of them couldn't be live, so we're filming them. Oh, I forgot, Ireland, Scotland as well. Two of the gentlemen, one's Irish, one's Scottish. They're poets, and uh, they've videoed a few poetry, a few of their poems that they made. So we're going to be playing those and talking about their poems because they're um, really, 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 really cool poems. These guys are really good poets. So we'll be playing that video, and then one one woman from Australia, she's going to be in the outback and won't have any any kind of um, um, signal there for cell phones, so we're going to film her ahead of time and play her stuff live, and then we'll take questions. Uh, and if she can find a spot to at least get on the Internet to see what's going on, she may be in the audience to answer questions, but don't count on it because, like she said, she's going to be in the deep outback and there's just no cell service out there because it's out there in the middle of the desert, right? So um, so there's only, like I said, those two that are filming, you know, that are uh, calling it in, phoning it in ahead of time. Everybody else is going to be live. Um, we have all kinds of really cool, um, I'll float the, the uh, once we get the, I don't have the whole banner put together yet. I have the one for the show and the video for the show, but I don't have the banner with the guest names and what they're talking about up yet. But we're going to have all kinds of esoteric stuff. We're going to be talking about the law of one. We're going to be talking about sacred geometry. We're going to be talking about what else here? Let me flip the page here really quickly. <clears throat> and I'll tell you, we have one gentleman that's going to be talking about esoteric numerology. 
our first guest is going to be uh, talking about, he's going to be doing, um, where is it here? I'm on the wrong page. I apologize for that. He's going to be doing uh, frequency therapy. That's going to be really interesting, right? And then we have music. We have uh, near-death experiences. Uh, we have the spirit world. We have chakras. We have uh, card reads. We have um, all kinds of stuff that we're going to be doing. Music. Um, I already said sacred geometry. Let's see what else. Let me go over to day two and see what we have here. Uh, then we're going to be doing um, all kinds of stuff, more numerology, right? Uh, it's going to be really cool, including uh, um, uh, health and nutrition and um, all kinds of ascension foods and ascension ideology. So it's going to be very uplift, uplifting for Earth Day, and it's going to be very, very um really just a knowledgeable, blow-your-mind kind of day, right? Or two days. It's going to be a great event. So don't miss out on that. Like I said, that'll be being broadcast. It'll be simulcast on Orion Rising on Facebook, Candlebook and Broom on Facebook, and on YouTube at Orion Rising. So we'll be multitasking or multi, uh, you know, um, uh, live, multi-places. And all of those chats will go into the central chat room. So if you guys uh, make a comment or ask a question, we'll be able to answer that live. Uh, so that's going to be very fun and very interesting. Right? So don't miss out on that. Okay, so let me get to the other, the other uh, business here. You can see on the screen that I'm showing some of the sacred geometry and some of the people that I endorse. I'm leaving that purposely on so that you can see the, the different things that I endorse. Um, I don't get paid by any of these people to uh, put this stuff on the screen. Those people that I put up there on the screen are friends of mine that I endorse their um, places of, of in business and websites and things like that. <clears throat> right. So <clears throat> so now to address the law of one, in case you just are hearing this for the first time or seeing this video for the first time, um, the law of one is uh, back in between 1981 and 1984, a group of researchers um, called the LL Research Group uh, were using a form of ESP called channeling. And they were trying to uh, get a hold of anyone out in the universe that was non-human. Uh, or not from this earth to try and see if there was life outside of uh, here. And they actually did. They made contact with a hive mind, entire hive mind species, not just one person, but the entire species collectively think, thinking as one like the Borg would do uh, or, or something like that it was a hive. And they called themselves Ra, R-A, Ra. So immediately Don, the questionnaire, he said, we have a Ra here in history on our planet. And they said, yes, we are Ra. We walked among your people. We built your pyramids. So that spawned um, 106 channeling sessions between 1981 and 1984, uh, between 35 and 45 minutes in length. And they wrote six books about it. Now, as I was growing up, I was seeing how the universe worked, and I called it The Way. If you go to Orion Rising, I still have it listed as The Way, and I tell you, I, I found that this was the way the universe seemed to work, and I, and I could surmise from what I was gathering uh, from data how the laws worked and how the things kind of worked in the universe. And I was talking about it one day on air, and a friend of mine uh, was on there, and she was an admin uh, at the time uh, for Ancient Aliens Worldwide, which I uh, created. And she said, Leo, that's like the law of one. And I said, what is that? So she said, you need to read that. And she sent me a link, but I, I didn't click on it right then because I was on the show. Well, right after the show, David Wilcock was going live. So I went and clicked on David Wilcock, forgetting about the link she sent. And as he was talking, he casually mentioned the law of one. I said, okay, that's it. I have to look this up. So I did. Um, over the next month, I read all six books. 
pardon my phlegm. I read all six books and said, this information needs to get out to the world, uh, but it needs somebody to interpret it because it's it's really, really, um, you know, he talks like a uh, nuclear physicist, right? He really does, and it's, or they really do, because Don was a scientist and a nuclear physicist. Uh, so he was speaking most directly in a way that Don could understand the clearest. So because of that, some people don't understand what's there. And more importantly, not just that, more importantly, there are nuances in some of the things that Raw said that Don never picked up on that I am aware of and know now because I know far more than Don did when he was uh, when he was uh, interviewing uh, or, you know, or channeling uh, and talking to and trying to interview Raw. Um, just because of, of who I am and what I've done in my lifetime. I knew far more than he did then. So uh, it's esoteric. There's a lot of things in there, and I have unpacked many, many of these things. I've been doing this now for almost uh, almost two years, almost three years now. I believe I'm going on the third year. I'm on year two, but I'm about to hit year three because I've done this every single, you know, we're at 94. I've done 94 Fridays, right? to get to here sometimes longer than that some of these sessions have taken two and three weeks to get through they're just really really intense okay so i'm already wasting my normal 11 minutes there right so let's go ahead and i'm going to uh, click over like i said i was leaving that scroll up there on purpose so that you would see all of the things that i do endorse like i said uh, i'm going to be adding one or two more but i don't get paid by anybody the, uh, this entire endeavor is uh, a, a leonard o'neill investment and i am paying for the entire operation so there i am namaste Okay, so like I said, share this out, share this out. Kevin, welcome to be here. Uh, Clara, welcome. And uh, yeah, like I said, share this out, thank you. Uh, and then I have uh, uh, Denise there, right? I just want to mention you guys that I see you in the crowd there. Desi, I see you guys in the crowd using my phone as the other monitor because I don't have the other monitor here where I normally do, right there. Um, I moved it because I was working uh, after hours into the dining room, not at my desk, and I never brought it back, so I'm using my phone now. So I'll be looking down at my phone to see the chat, but you won't see me because we'll be off screen. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and pick up. Uh, uh, let me go over here and click on uh, the... That's the studio for Facebook. So let me get into the studio for the uh, or for YouTube. I'll put this up in full screen. This is done by Maffy Moose. You can see that on the screen there. That's a group of people, a channel on YouTube. This is uh, this is LL Research approved material that they're using. They took all six books and they put it to computer generated voice. And you'll hear a male English uh, computer voice saying all of the lines. Uh, that way, I don't have to read them to you. Uh, but you'll know the difference if this is brand new because you will hear questioner and then the question and then the answer, I am raw, then the answer. Okay, so you'll know who's talking when, even though it'll be the same voice. And the weird thing is that it starts to take almost a different tone. You can tell by the personality, but when, when, they, when they talk, so you'll get used to, I have, I've gotten used to knowing, you could play a bit and I can tell you if it's the questioner or the answer just because of the, the tone of the, of the uh, language. Okay, so I'm going to pull this up in the full screen so that you guys can see this in full screen because you're going to read along with it. If you would like, you could read along with your own book if you have the book, uh, or you could uh, go to law of one dot info l a w o f o n e dot i n f as in frank o and um, you can read along with the actual transcript from the cassette tapes or from the audio recordings uh, that Carla that Don recorded Carla while she was channeling and you could also while you're there there's a little blue arrow but by the number you can click on that and actually hear the real actual audio but it'll take you 45 minutes to get through this one session because of how slowly Raw speaks.
Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and we'll go into full screen here, and then we'll make sure the the soundboard is set for RAW, and it is. So I'll go ahead and go into full screen, and we'll go ahead and start. And this is um, this is uh, session 94, which took place August 26th, 1982. So let me pull up full screen, and we'll go ahead and get started. I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. I communicate now. Question 94.1. Questioner, could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. There is some small increase in physical energy deficit. It is not substantial. All else is as at the previous asking. Question 94.2. Questioner, I have questions here from the instrument. The first one is, is our fifth density friend responsible for the instrument's extreme distortion towards pain during and just after sessions? Answer, I am Ra. Yes. Question 94.3. Questioner, is there anything that we can do that we are not doing to remedy this situation so that the instrument does not experience this pain or as much pain? Answer, I am Ra. There is little that can be done due to a complex of pre-existing distortions. The distortions are triple in the source. There is the, shall we say, less than adequate work of your chirurgeons which allows for various distortions in the left wrist area. There is the distortion called systemic lupus erythematosus, which causes the musculature of the lower left and right arms to allow for distortions in the normal, shall we say, configuration of both. Lastly, there is the nerve damage, more especially to the left, but in both appendages from the thoracic outlet. In the course of the waking behavior the instrument can respond to the various signals which ring the toxin of pain, thus alerting the mind complex, which in turn moves the physical complex in many and subtle configurations which relieve the various distortions. Your friend greets these distortions, as has been stated before, immediately prior to the beginning of the working. However, during the working the instrument is not with its yellow ray chemical vehicle and thusly the many small movements which could most effectively aid in the decrease of these distortions are not possible. Ra must carefully examine the mental configurations of the mind complex in order to make even the grossest manipulation. It is not our skill to use a yellow ray vehicle. The weight of the cover has some deleterious effect upon these distortions in some cases and thus we mentioned that there was a small thing which could be done, that is, the framing of that which lifted the coverlet from the body slightly. In order to compensate for loss of warmth the wearing of material warming the manual appendages would then be indicated. Question 94.4 Questioner, I immediately think of the instrument wearing long underwear under the robe that it now wears and an extremely light, white cover. Would this be satisfactory? Answer, I am Ra. Due to this instrument's lack of radiant physical energy the heavier cover is suggested. Question 94.5 Questioner, in your statement, at the beginning of it, you said, less than adequate work of, and then there was a word that I didn't understand at all. Are you familiar with the word that I am trying to understand? Answer, I am Ra. No. Question 94.6 Questioner, then we'll have to wait until we transcribe the material. 
I assume that our fifth density negative friend doesn't cause these distortions all of the time because he wishes to emphasize the fact that the instrument is going to be distorted only if she attempts one of these service to others workings and, therefore, attempts to stifle the workings. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is partially correct. The incorrect portion is this, the entity of which you speak has found its puissance asterisk less than adequate to mount a continuous assault upon this instrument's physical vehicle and has, shall we say, chosen the more effective of the space-time nexi of this instrument's experience for its service. Asterisk puissance, the power to accomplish or achieve, potency, less than of... Question 94.7 Questioner could you tell me why I have felt so tired on several recent occasions? Answer, I am Ra. This has been covered in previous material. The contact which you now experience costs a certain amount of the energy which each of the group brought into manifestation in the present incarnation. Although the brunt of this cost falls upon the instrument, it is caparisoned by pre-incarnative design with the light and gladsome armor of faith and will to a far more conscious extent than most mind, body, spirit complexes are able to enjoy without much training and initiation. Those of the support group also offer the essence of will and faith in service to others, supporting the instrument as it releases itself completely in the service of the one creator. Therefore, each of the support group also experiences a weariness of the spirit which is indistinguishable from physical energy deficit except that if each experiments with this weariness each shall discover the physical energy in its usual distortion. Question 94.8 Questioner, thank you. I didn't mean to go over previous material. I should have phrased my question more carefully. That is what I expected. I was trying to get a confirmation of my suspicion. I suspected that. I will try to be more careful in questioning. The second question from the instrument says, While on vacation I uncovered a lot about myself not consciously known before. It seems to me that I have coasted a lot on the spiritual gifts given at birth and never have spent any time getting to know my human self which seems to be a child, immature and irrational. Is this so? Answer, I am Ra. This is partially correct. Question 94.9 Questioner, then she says, If this is so, this seems to be part of the riddle about the manner of my beingness that Ra spoke of. I fear that if I do not work successfully on my human distortions I shall be responsible for losing the contact. Yet also Ra suggests the over-dedication to any outcome is unwise. Could Ra comment on these thoughts? Answer, I am Ra. We comment in general first upon the query about the contact which indicates once again that the instrument views the mind-body-spirit complex with jaundiced eye. Each mind-body-spirit complex that is seeking shall almost certainly have the immature and irrational behaviors. It is also the case that this entity, as well as almost all seekers, has done substantial work within the framework of the incarnative experience and has indeed developed maturity and rationality. That this instrument should fail to see that which has been accomplished and see only that which remains to be accomplished may well be noted. Indeed, any seeker discovering in itself this complex of mental and mental-emotional distortions shall ponder the possible non-efficacy of judgment. As we approach the second portion of the query we view the possibility of infringement upon free will. However, we believe we may make re <coughs> Pardon my... <coughs> 
pardon my interruption right there, but yeah, I wanted to point out that, <coughs> pardon me with the phlegm, um, I wanted to point out that our biggest uh, problem is us. We doubt ourselves far more than we should or need to. So we we get in, in our own ways. That's us getting in our head, right? That's the ego telling us we're no good because of the programming that we've had our whole lives. It's always negative programming when you're a child. Don't do that. You can't do that. Stop. Go away. Stop doing that. Put that down. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't touch that. See, so, uh, you, you know, we have rules that everybody keeps putting on us. Don't go there. You can't do this. All this stuff when you're learning, they're never teaching us from a positive thing of things you can do, should do, and would better benefit you. It's always telling you the stuff that you don't. So you, you grow up starting to grow up you have all negative aspects in your life it's always the negative and, and never focused on the positive it's a failing that we have and that our parents have upon us and it you know it, it's incumbent upon us to learn that realize that and move forward and, and teach our children not from a negative standpoint but a positive one you know turn a negative into a positive tell them well you can't do that and this is why but what you can do is this and give them the positive this is what you would you know your choices of things that you would do is it in a positive way but that one i tell you that you know we have to stop that do as i say not as i do or just you know what you listen to me because i'm the adult i tell you what to do not giving our children the explanation as to why is is just putting negative in their in their minds and then later they have to find out the why so that indebting, it, it compels them, us and everybody. Don't touch that. It'll burn your hand. Well, they say that. And still then, some of us touch it and get burnt. Some of us need to do that. That's how we learn. But they had the choice because they were told, if you touch that, that's hot. It'll burn you. Then they touched it to see what hot was. So then they knew not to do that again. Some kids won't touch it because it's hot because they were told not to because it was hot. But if you just say, don't touch that, right? And then don't touch that. Leave that alone. They don't know why, so they're going to want to reach out and touch it. They're curious. We're curious people. We're trying to learn and have an experience. Our problem is that we don't teach ourselves that. No one does. It's only the people who figure it out that actually get it. All right, let's continue. Reply within the boundaries of the law of confusion. This particular instrument was not trained, nor did it study, nor worked it at any discipline in order to contact Ra. We were able, as we have said many times, to contact this group using this instrument because of the purity of this instrument's dedication to the service of the One Infinite Creator, and also because of the great amount of harmony and acceptance enjoyed each by each within the group, this situation making it possible for the support group to function without significant distortion. We are humble messengers. How can any thought be taken by an instrument as to the will of the Creator? We thank this group that we may speak through it, but the future is mazed. We cannot know whether our jest may, after one final working, be complete. Can the instrument, then, think for a moment that it shall cease in the service of the one infinite creator? We ask the instrument to ponder these queries and observations. Question 94.10 Questioner from the previous session the statement was made that much is veiled to the most apparently clear observation. Would Ra expand on what was meant by that statement? I assume that this means the veiling of all that which is outside of the limits of what we call our physical perception having to do with the spectrum of light, etc., but I also intuit that there is more than that veiled. Would Ra expand on that concept? Answer, I am Ra. You are perceptive in your supposition. 
Indeed, we meant not any suggestions that the physical apparatus of your current illusion was limited as part of the veiling process. Your physical limits are as they are. However, because of the unique biases of each mind-body-spirit complex there are sometimes quite simple instances of distortion when there is no apparent cause for such distortion. Let us use the example of the virile and immature male who meets and speaks clearly with a young female whose physical form has the appropriate configuration to cause, for this male entity, the activation of the red ray sexual arousal. The words spoken may be upon a simple subject such as naming, information as to the occupation, and various other common interchanges of sound vibratory complex. The male entity, however, is using almost all the available consciousness it possesses in registering the desirability of the female. Such may also be true of the female. Thusly an entire exchange of information may be meaningless because the actual catalyst is of the body. This is unconsciously controlled and is not a conscious decision. This example is simplistic. Question 94.11 Questioner, I have drawn a small diagram in which I simply show an arrow which represents catalyst penetrating a line at right angles to the arrow, which is the veil, depositing in one of two repositories which I would call the right-hand path and the left-hand path, and I have labeled these two repositories the experience. Would this be a very rough analogy of the way the catalyst is filtered through the veil to become experience? Answer, I am Ra. Again, you are partially correct. The deeper biases of a mind, body, spirit complex pilot the catalyst around the many aisles of positivity and negativity as expressed in the archipelago of the deeper mind. However, the analogy is incorrect in that it does not take into account the further polarization which most certainly is available to the conscious mind after it has perceived the partially polarized catalyst from the deeper mind. Question 94.12 Questioner, it seems to me that the experience of the mind would act in such a way as to change the nature of the veil so that catalyst would be filtered so as to be acceptable in the bias that is increasingly chosen by the entity. For instance, if he had chosen the right-hand path the experience of the mind that would change the permeability of the veil to accept more and more positive catalyst. Also the other would be true for accepting more negative catalyst if the left-hand path were the one that was chosen. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is not only correct but there is a further ramification. As the entity increases in experience it shall, more and more, choose positive interpretations of catalyst if it is upon the service to others path and negative interpretations of catalyst if its experience has been of the service to self path. Okay, for those of you listening on the MP3 podcast, that was the end of that video. We're going to load the next video for the, the second half, session 194. Question 94.13. Questioner, then the mechanism designed by the logos of the action of catalyst resulting in experience was planned to be self-accelerating in that it would create this process of variable permeability. Is this an adequate statement? Answer, I am Ra. There is no variable permeability involved in the concepts we have just discussed. Except for this, you are quite correct. Question 94.14. Questioner, now I can understand, to use a poor term again, the necessity for the archetype of catalyst of the mind but what is the reason for having a blueprint or model for the experience of the mind other than the simple model of dual repositories for negative and positive catalyst?
It seems to me that the first distortion of free will would be better served if no model for experience was made. Could you clear that up for me? Answer, I am Ra. Your question is certainly interesting and your confusion hopefully productive. We cannot learn teach for the student. We shall simply note, as we have previously, the attraction of various archetypes to male and to female. We suggest that this line of consideration may prove productive. Question 94.15 Questioner, in the fourth archetype the card shows a male whose body faces forward. I assume that this indicates that the experience of the mind will reach for catalyst. However, the face is to the left which indicates to me that in reaching for catalyst, negative catalyst will be more apparent in its power and effect. Would Ra comment on this? Answer, I am Ra. The archetype of experience of the mind reaches not, O oh student, but, with firm authority, grasps what it is given. The remainder of your remarks are perceptive. Question 94.16 Questioner, the experience is seated upon the square of the material illusion which is colored much darker than in card number 3. However, there is a cat inside of this square. I am guessing as experience is gained the second density nature of the illusion is understood and the negative and positive aspects separate. Would Ra comment on this? Answer, I am Ra. This interpretation varies markedly from Ra's intention. We direct the attention to the cultural meaning of the great cat which guards. What, O oh student, does it guard? And with what a rye flame does it lighten the darkness of manifestation? The polarities are, indeed, present the separation non-existent except through the sifting which is the result of cumulative experience. Other impressions were intended by this configuration of the seated image with its milk-white leg and its pointed foot. Question 94.17 Questioner, in card number three the feet of the female entity are upon the unstable platform, signifying the dual polarity by its color. In card number four one foot is pointed so that if the male entity stands on the toe it will be carefully balanced. The other foot is pointed to the left. Would Ra comment on my observation that if the entity stands on this foot it will be very, very carefully balanced? Answer, I am Ra. This is an important perception, for it is a key to not only this concept complex but to others as well. You may see the T-square which, at times riven as is one foot from secure fundament by the nature of experience yet still by this same nature of experience, is carefully, precisely, and architecturally placed in the foundation of this concept com I wanted to stop right there because he had said you may see the T-square, which is, at times, Riven as it one foot from secure fundament, uh, yeah, fundament by the nature of experience. But I wanted to clarify that because the the computer didn't say T square properly, right? So fundament by this by the nature of experience, yet still by this same nature of experience is carefully, precisely, and archetypically placed in the foundation of this concept, complex, and indeed. Complex and, indeed, in the archetypical mind complex. Experience asterisk has the nature of more effectively and poignantly expressing the architecture of experience, both the fragility of structure and the surety of structure. Asterisk that is card number four, experience of the mind. Question 94.18 
Questioner, it would seem to me, from the configuration of this male entity in card number 4, who looks to the left with the right foot pointed to the left, that this card would indicate you must be in a defensive position with respect to the left-hand path, but there is no need to concern yourself about protection with respect to the right-hand path. Would Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. Again, this is not the suggestion we wish to offer by constructing this image. However, the perception cannot be said to be incorrect. Question 94.19 See, there Rob was also pointing out you know, in saying that, again, this is not the suggestion we wish to offer, but by contrast, this image, however, the perception cannot be said to be incorrect. So the what Don's missing here is that what Ross said originally when they were talking about tarot cards that each person is going to have a personal experience and interpretation of what this means that is directly related to that person's experience and developmental state of mind that they're in at that moment. So, so Don's asking for clarification from Ra of what he perceives this card represents and Ra's saying, well, that's not what we intended originally, but you're right in your perception because of how he perceived it. So Don's, that's just blowing past Don over and over again that he's not catching and, and saying, oh, right, I get you what, what I'm, you know, he's trying to interpret it. And sometimes Ross saying, well, no, that's completely wrong. And then other times Ross saying, all right, well, you got the point. That's what he said here. You got the point, even though that's not exactly what we intended. You still got there. <clears throat> but, you know, at, at this point, Don doesn't acknowledge that, Right. He just, he just continues on. Maybe he went back over the tapes later and did, but he didn't even add it to the book, right? That he, you know, oh, I understand, and I was learning from that. He never, you know, it's just everything's clinical with him. That's too bad. I mean, I, you know, I'm a scientist as well, but there's a time when you when you're need to be clinical because you're doing a case study and you're going to do it all, you know, in that jargon that nobody actually reads except for other scientists, um, and that's why they're, they're not listened to today. Uh, because no one cares what they have to say because they're just talking nerd talk to each other, right? I mean, it's true. I've read case studies, and the only reason I'm reading them is because I want the end result. But I'm also reading them to see what they did to make sure that they were thorough. That's just the way scientists are. You have to over overproduce something like 108 times to make it true, over and over and over with not one fault. If you have one fault, you start all over. That's how they are. That's very strict, very evil, and mean to each other. But that's the only way you ever get any kind of results in their world because they don't believe in spirituality. Therefore, they're missing three quarters of every single equation that they ask the question of. Questioner, the magical shape is on the right edge of the card number four, which indicates to me that the spiritual experience would be on the right-hand path. Could Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. Yes. The figure is expressing the nature of experience by having its attention caught by what may be termed the left-hand catalyst. Meanwhile, the power, the magic, is available upon the right-hand path. The nature of experience is such that the attention shall be constantly given varieties of experience. Those that are presumed to be negative, or interpreted as negative, may seem in abundance. It is a great challenge to take catalyst and devise the magical, positive experience. That which is magical in the negative experience is much longer coming, shall we say, in the third density. Question 94.20. Questioner, both the third and fourth. 
And the reason that he, that Ross said that right there, that last part, <clears throat> right, that which is magical and negative experience is much larger coming, shall we say, in the third density. You have to remember that here in this density is where we have the biggest ego. You have to understand that here we are a baby soul. You've just become self-aware and, and this is where you come. Then you learn from here and you spend about an average of 10 lifetimes. Some sooner, some a little bit more, but about an average of 10 timelines, the best that I can glean from all of the sources that I have, including, you know, mediums and and channelers and things like that. It takes about that long to basically get down all of what we need to learn to understand. These are the things that we're going to learn as we go forward. We'll be focusing on all of these things individually, like love and, you know, that stuff, wisdom and knowledge and and things like that. So here we get a we get a crash course in brain surgery, right? We get a crash course of bleh, here's all the stuff you need to know. Oh yeah, and by the way, you have all these emotions and all of this stuff that you never had before that you have to deal with. So it's literally us as an adolescent. So when we're here on this planet and we look at ourselves when we were uh, preteens, that's the quick here you go. Here's all of the stuff we need you to to start to understand about the world. Then we throw everything off with all of your body chemistry when it goes crazy and haywire when you're a teen and you're going through all of that and all those brand new emotions. And, and then once you start to figure out how to work those emotions, while those emotions are turned on, you have the ego for the first time being turned on, right? Uh, turned up, I should say. It's on even when you're younger. But it gets turned up. It's personified. So then you come forward. Even as an adult, we still a lot of times don't ever get it. So... So that's where he was saying, or they were saying, that which is magical in the negative experience is much larger coming, shall we say, in the third density. Because after here, you choose your path. You choose your path here in this place when you graduate from this place and you go up to the next density from here. You have chosen your path. There's no more question. You can always change, right? You can always change until you get halfway through the sixth and then you can't. Right. You can you, at that point, you have to pick a path and you stay on it. And if you pick evil, you never go any higher than halfway through the sixth. And if you and if you pick good, then you continue to ascend back to the one at different levels, you know, going upward. But it is here where we have that choice. So from the perspective of of the universe, there's more bellicose ideology and choices here and so you we would the negative the magical and the negative experience is much larger coming here in this place in perception not in reality but in our but in perception and then past here in reality because we're only like 80 20 but to someone who has moved up to the next density it's it's like 90 10 it gets even less and you don't and then eventually you're not even living with people who are evil they are separate so it's not like it's not like here where everybody's here stabbing each other in the back all the way up back to the one. That's not how it works. Evil people get separated out and they only stab each other in the back, but they still try to come to the places where good people are and do evil things. But you're not living amongst them unless they invade and you're on a place where they've invaded or whatever. Right. So it gets it gets a little bit. You're still um, separated far more than you are here. Your ego works less and eventually the ego dies. You don't need it anymore. Because you've taken that path and you're and you're bound to that and you're not going to change. So then the ego dies and then you're just learning and consuming and experiencing. <laughs> so that's why they said that. And see, Don didn't mention that at all. He didn't. He just kind of blew past it and went to the next question. There's a lot of that 
where had I been, uh, there would have been more than 106 sessions, uh, unless I, like Don, ended up with colon cancer and shooting myself in the skull. But otherwise, there would have been a lot more uh, uh, sessions because I would have, with the knowledge that I have now, over the knowledge that Don had in 1981 to 84, I would have um, asked far, far different questions, man. I would have been nitpicking about stuff and more than he was. Both archetypes, as I see it, work together for the sole purpose of creating the polarity in the most efficient manner possible. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This cannot be said to be incorrect. We suggest contemplation of this thought complex. Question 94.21 Questioner, then prior to the veiling process that which we call catalyst after the veiling was not catalyst simply because it was not efficiently creating polarity. Because this loading process, you might say, that I have diagrammed, of catalyst passing through the veil and becoming polarized experience, was not in effect because the viewing of what we call catalyst by the entity was seen much more clearly as the experience of the one creator and not something that was a function of other mind, body, spirit complexes. Would Ra comment on that statement? I wanted to, to say, I don't know why, but this is twice in a row that my I have to refresh my screen to see the chat change. So I apologize. I didn't say hello to Cheryl, hello to Omar, or hello to Celeste. You guys came in and my, I was like, why is my screen not moving? I know there's other people in here. And then I refreshed it. And, the, and it's off to refresh it every few minutes to see you guys in the chat. So hello, Omar. Welcome. Uh, Cheryl, welcome. And Celeste, welcome. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, she just sounds like perfect timing as usual. Uh, right? I, I mean, I can see this. Omar and I talked about this. I can see this uh, uh, moving right up to the summit that we're going to be doing on Earth Day. And I can see that it's going to be pertinent to the summit when we get to the summit. And then I'll bet you it, on that Friday, if I do another show on that Friday, which I hope I'll still have enough energy because, you know, the summit's Wednesday and Thursday. Um, I'll bet you that that, that it will also pertain to what was going on on Earth Day. It's weird how this stuff happens. Omar and I noticed that pattern way back when we first started doing this, that when we would talk about stuff, everybody in the crowd would be like, this is what's going on right now in my life. And it was what was going on in like everybody's life right then. It just seems that the universe is putting on the proper things at the right time for individuals and for everything that's going on around us. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's just nuts, right? And Celeste says, I didn't see the ego as dying, but rather ego shadow and uh, self finally merging. Well, that's 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 actually what does happen. Uh, but but to most people, in a sense, it's easier for you to explain it because the experience is going to be theirs. And to say that they'll they're kind of going to look forward to that. And if it changes for them, they'll go, that's not what I felt. But if you show if you say then the ego dies and goes away, you're right, it doesn't. It never really dies. It just sort of withers. Because it's just sort of uh, at that point becomes more like in the veil itself, right? So that yeah, so you are correct, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Answer: I am Ra. The concepts discussed seem without significant distortion. Question ninety four point two two. Questioner: Thank you. Then we're expecting in card number four, to see the result of catalytic action and, therefore, a greater definition between the dark and the light areas. In just glancing at this card we notice that it is more definitely darkly colored in some areas and more white in others in a general sense than in card number three, indicating to me that the separation along the two biases has occurred and should occur in order to follow the blueprint for experience. Could Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. 
You are perceptive, O oh student. Question 94.23. Questioner, the bird in card number 3 now seems to be internalized in the center of the entity in card number 4 and that it has changed from its flight in card number 3. The flight has achieved its objective and has become a part, a central part, of the experience. Could Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. This perception is correct, O oh student, but what shall the student find the bird to signify? Question 94.24 Questioner, I would guess that the bird signifies that a communication that comes as catalyst signified in card number 3 is accepted by the female and, used, becomes a portion of the experience. I'm not sure of that at all. Am I in any way correct? Right. Yeah, so let's say either way, it becomes less important. Yeah, actually it does. And it's so funny because even now, you know, I have conversations with people and they're like, um, how should I say this? You know, they're like, don't be offended. But I've, um, and I'm like, I don't believe there's going to be anything that you can say that's going to offend me because I would have to have an active ego for that to bother me when you say something. So please be blunt. <laughs> right. People are, are, are always concerned about. Uh, hurting somebody's feeling or, or bruising their ego. That only works if you have an ego to bruise. Kevin Cummings says, imagine thinking that you actually have power uh, of and over another person or another being. Only a politician would think like that. Absolutely. Only people who, I'll, I'll further that, Kevin, only people who are narcissistic and evil because to them that's what they seek is total power and control. So, so they believe they have power over someone, and that works with the someone if they believe that that person has power over them, right? We know how that works, the power of suggestion. You only, something that you, you only fear something that you believe can do damage to you. And that's why I tell people the government wants you to believe they have power over you. They don't have any power over you. Once you realize that, then when they say stuff and they threaten you, you go, look, we'll impeach you. We'll take you out of office. You, who are you? You're an elected official. You're no one. You're not above the law. No, no one else is either. So that's why I tell people we have the power, man, when we say they have to do something. And if they are doing something, well, what can we do, man? They're in charge. No, they're not in charge. And that's the thinking. So great, Kevin. Thank you for bringing that up because that's absolutely the problem. They brainwash you your whole life into believing that they are in charge and that they have the power. They don't. Right. It wouldn't be we the people. It wouldn't be for the people, by the people. It would be we, the kings and queens, the nobles. That's what they're trying to transform it into. They've always been doing that. Everything is set up as a caste system on that for that reason. That's why they lied about the as above, so below. And they don't say it the way it's proper. The way it's proper is as below, so above. I talked about that many times. It's in every uh, atonement in, in history that we are in charge and what we decide, we are in control of this matrix. Not power above us the as above so below was written by people trying to sell you that you were a slave race so therefore they want you to believe that there's a power above you that dictates to you the way things are on the earth i am your creator so what i create in heaven becomes manifest on earth but all of our atonements from all of our prophets from all of the people jesus muhammad moses elijah all of these people who who had a direct line to God's cell phone, or even where it was in God's presence and God spoke to them, would tell you it's the opposite. Do you see? But that's the narrative that they're trying to push because that's the narrative they're trying to use. Raw warns of this. They're trying to use that narrative to take control of the planet because they understand that we actually control the matrix. 
they actually know that. So what they're trying to do is convince the world <coughs> that we were all created as a slave, la- a slave labor race by someone greater than us. And that someone greater than, the, than us will be the Orion Crusaders who will then show up with their spaceships and go, Hi, we created you. Worship us. You're our slaves. We can do whatever we want to you. That's exactly the narrative they're trying to put into our brain. Same thing with politics, just like Kevin said. The narrative they're trying to put into your brain is that I am in control. I own you. I can do whatever I want to you. There's nothing you can do about it. Just take it, shut up, and sit down. That's what they want you to believe. Evil people, narcissistic people seek power, always. All right, here we go. Answer, I am Ra. That bears little of sense. Question 94.25. Questioner. I'll have to work on... Okay, hold on. I'm going to have to go back and read that question because Raw was like, that bears little sense, right? So, question 24 was, I would guess that the bird signifies that a communication that comes as catalyst signified in the card number 3 that is accepted by the female and used because a portion of the experience, I am not sure of that at all. Am I in any way correct? Raw says... (laughs) Ra, I am Ra. That bears little sense. <laughs> you don't make any sense at all, mate. <laughs> right, here we go. That. Then I am guessing that the crossed legs of the entity in card 4 have a meaning similar to the crux sensator. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. The cross formed by the living limbs of the image signifies that which is the nature of mind, body, spirit complexes in manifestation within your illusion. There is no experience which is not purchased by effort of some kind, no act of service to self or others which does not bear a price, to the entity manifesting, commensurate with its purity. All things in manifestation may be seen in one way or another to be offering themselves in order that transformations may take place upon the level appropriate to the action. Question 94.26 Questioner, the bird is within the circle on the front of the entity on card 4. Would that have the same significance of the circular part of the crux and zeta? Answer, I am Ra. It is a specialized form of this meaningful shape. It is specialized in great part due to the nature of the crossed legs of manifestation which we have previously discussed. Question 94.27 Questioner, the entity on card 4 wears a strangely shaped skirt. Is there a significance to the shape of this skirt? Answer, I am Ra. Yes. Question 94.28. Questioner, the skirt is extended toward the left hand but is somewhat shorter toward the right. There is a black bag hanging from the belt of the entity on the left side. It seems to me that this black bag has a meaning of the acquiring of the material possessions of wealth as a part of the left hand path. Would Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. Although this meaning was not intended by Ra as part of this complex of concepts, we find the interpretation quite acceptable. 30 second pause. I am Ra. As we observe a lull in the questioning, we shall take this opportunity to say that the level of transferred energy dwindles rapidly and we would offer the opportunity for one more full question at this working, if it is desired. Question 94.29. Questioner. I would just state that this card, being male, would indicate that as experience is gained the mind becomes the motivator or that which reaches or does more than the simple experiencer it was prior to the gaining of the catalytic action. 
there is a greater tendency for the mind to direct the mind, body, spirit complex, and other than that I would just ask if there is anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact? Answer, I am Ra. In the context of your penultimate query we would suggest that you ponder again the shape of the garment which the image wears. Such habiliment is not natural. The shape is significant and is so along the lines of your query. The support group cares well for the instrument. We would ask that care be taken as the instrument has been offered the gift of a distortion towards extreme cold by the fifth density friend which greets you. Although you may be less than pleased with the accoutrements, may we say that all was as carefully prepared as each was able. More than that none can do. Therefore, we thank each for the careful alignments. All is well. We leave you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one glorious infinite creator. Go forth, then, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one. Adonai. So we still have some time, so we might as well <clears throat> move on and go into session 95. So that was the end of session 94. That took place August 26, 1982. If you're on your MP3 podcast, you can't see that on your screen. So we'll go ahead and go into the next video, which we'll, we'll be queuing now. And that is session number 95, The Law of One by Ra, a humble messenger of The Law of One taking place September 2nd, 1982. Let's go ahead and see how far we can get. I am Ra. I greet you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. Question 95.1. Questioner, could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. It is as previously stated. Question 95.2. Questioner, Thank you. What is the situation with respect to our fifth density negative associate? Answer, I am Ra. The aforenamed entity has chosen various means to further its service and though each is effective in itself, none leads to the lessening of the dedication to service for others or the valuing of harmonious interaction. Therefore, the entity, though not quiet as it has been, is somewhat defolarized on balance. Question 95.3. Questioner. There seems to be an extremely high probability that we will move from this position to another residence. If we move from this residence and cease using this room for workings with Ra, is there a magically appropriate ritual for closing the use of this place of working, or is there anything that we should do with respect to leaving this particular place? Answer, I am Ra. It would be appropriate to remove from this room and, to a lesser extent, from the dwelling, the charging of what you might call the distortion towards sanctity. To remove this charge it is valuable either to write upon your paper your own working or to use existing rituals for the deconsecration of a sacred place such as one of your churches. Question 95.4 See, so here's where people, uh, you know, the people that are locked up in a faith, and if they go to, a, to an organized religion, orthodox religion, and they go into a church or a mosque or a synagogue or any other, I'm just using the big three, you're taught that anything outside of what they do and show you and tell you must be the devil and is evil, and that's a lie. That's the devil and the evil, right? So everything they do, and we've talked about this before, everything that you watch them do when you're in their church, their mosque, their synagogue, is in fact a spell they're casting, a ritual that they go through. 
and they tell you the same thing that they go through if you do it on your own is heretical. The reason that they tell you that is because they don't want you doing it, because they don't want you to learn the knowledge that was supposed to be given at the tr during the Tree of Life incident with Eve. That knowledge was given to us and then taken away systematically by the churches after that. Okay, and that is the knowledge that Raw is trying to to reestablish in those of us who are wanderers and those of us who are awake, that maybe not be wanderers but are awake. When you wake, you understand and you gain that knowledge back and understanding of what's going on, that this is just an illusion. It's no different than a video game. It's just an illusion and that we're here to learn. We're here to experience, have an experience, and carry that ba that experience back. We talked about this before that Ra pointed out and that, that Don didn't notice it, and I didn't even notice it the first time I read through the book, that everything's being recorded as well as us having the emotional attachment to it. So we're experiencing it as internalized in this illusion, and the universe is recording it like a video camera watching us. Do you understand? So we're also recording it the same way. If you've had a near-death experience, then you know that because when you when you leave outside of your body, you're seeing your body from outside of it, and you're, you're witnessing everything from almost like a camera's point of view. That's why people say I was floating up towards the, towards the roof and I was looking down and I can see everything that was going on from that perspective. Because that's where your soul currently was. It was no longer inside the avatar. So the great I, the great Lord of the, of the, you know, the one true creator, is also watching and experiencing this with us from the third person. But we are having the, the experience individually, and eventually we're going to take that knowledge, and that knowledge is going to go, as we merge back with the one, then the one's going to experience what the one has already seen. But the one is going to get the experience, the emotional attachment, the feeling of, of being there at that moment and that experience happening to them as opposed to just seeing that experience happen. So it's uh, you know, akin to you're watching a movie and, and you, you see what's happening on the screen, but you're not in that person's eyes, in that body, having it happen to you. So the acting that the that the in the direction that the director is trying to do and the writers are trying to do are trying to get you to empathize with what's going on there, and so we're making up the same scenarios. We're making up more scenarios in our books and our television and all this stuff. So we're experiencing many, 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 many layers of experiences while we're having our own personal experience. Right? That's the whole purpose of the entire thing. That's getting too deep. I could do a whole show just on that. Right? Let's continue here. Questioner, thank you. The new room that we choose for this working will of course be carefully cleaned and marred surfaces made well. We shall also use the banishing ritual of the lesser pentagram prior to our working. Is there anything else that Ra could suggest? I would like, also, to know if there is anything in particular that you might suggest with respect to the particular place that has been chosen for our new location. Answer, I am Ra. We scanned the recent memory configurations of the questioner. Firstly, there have been some less than harmonious interactions within this dwelling. The dynamics of this interaction were potent enough to attract a lesser thought form. 
Therefore, we suggest the salting and ritual cleansing by blessed water of all windows and doorways which offer added into the domicile or any outbuildings thereof. Further, we suggest the hanging of the cut garlic clove in the portion of the room which has accommodated those whose enjoyment has turned into a darker emotion centering upon the area we find you call the wet bar, also the room intended for the sleeping which is found near the kitchen area. The appropriate words used to bid farewell to those of the lower astral shall be used in connection with the hanging of the garlic cloves for the period of approximately 36 of your hours. We believe that this is equivalent to two of your night periods and one of your lit periods. This should cleanse the house as you find it to the extent that it is neutral in its vibrations of harmony, love, and thanksgiving which this group shall then, as the incarnational experience proceeds, offer to the domicile. Funny how the hanging of the garlic we have in our uh, fabled history, like to ward off evil and stuff in here, Ra's kind of suggesting the same thing, right? Isn't that strange? Question 95.5 Questioner, I am assuming that we would prepare the blessed water the same as we prepare the water for the instrument to drink after a session and would then wipe the windows and doors with this water. This would probably have to be done in a bucket. I would like to know if this is correct and what was meant by salting the windows and doors. Answer, I am Ra. First, and the salting of windows and doors. <clears throat> you know, any medium or any Wiccan well, will tell you that uh, all of these things are in practice, and then they, they do it now when they do ghost hunting, and they're trying to exercise a ghost from a certain building or, or something. They do the same thing where they, they have to push the ghost basically out through a portal, and they keep everything else locked down by salting them so that there's only one way for it to go. Uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, some people could say, well, you know, obviously, you know, uh, she just had a background in that and was adding that in. I mean, when you get into the whole, you know, this might have just been her ego and, and uh, could have been, you know, the the problem with that theory every single time is that is that, first of all, she talked about things that we did not even discover until 2012 to 2015. And this was in 1981 at the time when she did that. Okay, so either she was uh, lucky and exactly pinpointed the location of two pyramids under the water that nobody knew about until 2012. One was found in 2012 and one in 2015. The one in, in, over in the, in the Japanese Triangle, the Dragon Triangle, was found in 2012. And then the one in, over in the Bermuda Triangle was found in 2015. Right? So, welcome, Peter Coyle, my buddy. Welcome, my friend. So... So that you know the the theory that Carla was just it was you know her tapping into her ego or her just making this up. First of all, the verbiage that she used uh, when you listen to the way Ross speaks, she was not that educated, right? To be saying those those using those words the way she was to to uh, portray you know the get the the point across. So let's start with that, right? Um, you know you can try and, and and talk it away all that you want, and people will if you don't want to believe it. You're going to find a reason to just go no. <clears throat> nope, <clears throat> because you're not ready to believe it. It's okay. <clears throat> Pardon me for the phlegm. It is okay because you have a choice. So I'm I'm only here to interpret. So anybody who um, says, you know, I don't believe this, well, you don't have to. Go about your life, change the channel. You don't have to. This isn't for you. This is for people who are actually starting to wake up and they understand what's starting to happen. And this will resonate with those people. If this resonates with you, it is because you are waking up or you are awake. And this is, um, you know, this is uh, veneration. This is the, the validation that the things that are going on in your head that you're thinking about are actually true. <clears throat> 
Uh, and I teach people that all the time. I'm forever having the universe lead somebody to me who is just about to have that first big download where you think your brain is gone, you've exploded, you've lost your mind, and you, it's, you must be nuts. Once that happens, we go, no, no, that's normal. <laughs> that's just the universe just bombarding you with so much stuff that you have to be crazy to, to believe it. Uh, you know, some people would say that that's what, unfortunately, that you go insane. Well, the problem with that is that everyone who actually starts questioning any kind of authority and then starts questioning anything and starts questioning everything, 100% ends up down that same road and going crazy. So either the entire planet eventually goes nuts and insane or not. Do you understand? So we're either absolutely out of our ever-loving minds for the rest of our lives, and that's the majority of the people that actually wake up and grow up and not act like children anymore, right? So if you if you ascend in your in your development in your maturity past the age of eighteen, now all of a sudden you're insane. Well, to insane people, sanity does sound insane, right? So here we go. You may bless the water yourselves or may request so-called holy water from any blessed place, that is, blessed by intention. Secondly, the water shall be carefully shaken from the fingers along the sills of all windows and doors as they have been opened. Thirdly, prior to the sprinkling of this cleansing, blessing sacrament of water, the salt shall be trailed along these sills in a line and again allow... I want to point out for the people in the MP3 podcast, you can't see the chat, Kevin says... We're living in someone else's fairy tale. Well, in a sense, yes. Um, but it's a fairy tale that all of us are creating as co-creators as we go. So it, so basically, we're living in our own fairy tale. It's the one that we've decided to make for ourselves. Right? So when you look at politics and everybody says, well, they're evil and they're doing evil things. and There's nothing we can do about it. Well, that's the reason they're doing it. Because you've, you have defeated yourself by saying... Well, they're just in charge and there's nothing we can do about it. That put them in charge and there's nothing you can do about it because that's what you just made and you created. So when people say, well, politicians just lie, there's nothing we can do about it. There's always ballots that come in at 2 to 5 a.m. That, that change the course of a, that's just normal. You saying that makes it so. Do you understand that? That makes it so. So by saying that, you're saying no matter what happens uh, during uh, during a, an, a, an election, cheating is going to happen to change the election, and I'm okay with it. Right? That's what you're saying. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. What do you mean there's nothing we can do about it? We're in charge here. That doesn't happen anymore. Not allowed. Do you understand? So everyone says, oh, politicians just lie. That's just all there is to it. I accept it. No. Refuse. Do you understand? You are, you are our problem. If you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem, right? So you're either forward thinking and you're thinking that we need to fix these things. A lot of the things that the progressive left talk about, I agree with. We need to get off of fossil fuels. Come on. Our technology is so far beyond that. That's just a waste of time now. It's keeping us back. Can we do it overnight? No. We have an entire industry and people make money out of that. We have to expand the other things and slowly move into that. It's not cut or dry. These politicians on both sides are lying to all of us. You get the people on the Republican side and they're lying to us and saying they're going to put everybody out of jobs or our economy is going to die. We can't do that. They're crazy with the windmills. They kill birds and, and then the pipeline. and the, You know what? No. We do need to get away from fossil fuels. No, we don't need to add a pipeline underground, bringing more oil into the country. We need to get away from the oil coming into the country. Period. 
So we do need to go forward with alternative fuels. But it's not the way the other people say either. It's not like, okay, that's it. In five years, we're doing away with all that. You can't. You're going to ruin an entire industry and decimate the economy of the planet before you have the new economy in place. I see that, and I'm not a politician. They know it. But you see, each is going to the extreme to lie to you with their propaganda because they secretly want status quo. Some of those people in there are forever status quo people on both sides. Okay? So they want that status quo by lying to you about the propaganda of either side. Right? So you have to look at that. I tell people, I tell you this all the time. What's the best way of of handling this? You listen to Fox News. You listen to CNN or MSNBC telling the same story. And then you look at them as if they're your children. They're both going to say, I'm the victim and they're the evil devil and they did it all bad to me. Throw that shit out. It's crap. You know they're both going to say it. What was it that they both said happened? Like this crisis at the border. When Donald Trump was there, it was a crisis, according to the Democrats, and it was the most hideous thing known to mankind. Okay, so let's say they're right and that it was a crisis at the border. What, were the Republicans saying it was a crisis at the border? Yes, they were, but we're trying to do something about it. Now it's flip-flopped. Okay, but wait, let's look at the facts. At the same time last year, how many people were at the border to make it this crazy, insane um, uh, crossing of the border? 75,000 people in the month of March. Okay, so now we have a different regime. How many people were at the border in the same month? 179,000 people, and they claim it's not a problem. Where are they? Last year at this time, it was a crazy problem, and, and Ocasio-Cortez was crying at the border. <laughs> now, and they had total access. Now, with a different regime, with the Democrats in charge, you can't go there and film it. You can't go there unless you're a politician, and you can't film it, and you can't tell people about it. There's no crisis at the border. We're not even addressing it. The president and the, and the, and the she president aren't doing anything, and they've never even been there. The press, the same press that was going absolutely insane when there was only 75,000 people there, are not even talking about it. Except to say, crazy conspiracy theory that there's a problem at the southern border when there's not. So when people went down there and filmed it and showed it to the world, they're not showing that to the world. <laughs> right? But where were they when it was a year ago when there was only 75,000 people? It's propaganda. It's bullshit. They don't know one up there cares about the lives of those people at the border. None of them. Okay, they only care about the power that they gain by the perception of whoever's in charge being worse than the ones that were in charge before. There is a problem at the border and there are people, women and children being raped. And there are far too many people being held in, in these places, though. That's true. That's fact. Go there. Go there yourself. Don't listen to what's on television. Go there and look for yourself. You won't be able to get in because they won't let you. Okay. But it's true. Let me play some more of this because this is redundant. <clears throat> they're just talking about breaking down one uh, place where they're going to be uh, at and they're moving to another place. So let me bowl through that instead of stopping here because we'll start up in the same place that's boring. So I'm going to just let this play, okay? If there's anything in here that I think is pertinent to stop and talk about, I will. And if you guys see anything in here that you think we should discuss, then do the same, okay? Just tell me about it and I'll stop. Out to exist in this configuration for 36 to 48 hours. Then the virgin broom may ritually sweep the salt out of each window and doorway, sweeping with each stroke the less fortunate of the vibrations within the dwelling which might find coexistence with group difficult. Question 95.6 Questioner, I assume that you mean that we should put the salt only on... 
And Peter, I will cover what you said as soon as we get through this, okay? Because I want to, those of you on the MP3, uh, Peter, I'm going to tell you what Peter said because it's pertinent to this particular day today. On the outer doorway sills and not on the inner doorway sills in the house. Is that correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. We cannot express the nature of salt and water and garlic with clarity enough to inform you as to the efficacy with which salt absorbs vibrations which have been requested to move into salt when salt has been given water. We cannot express the full magical nature of your water, nor can we express the lightness and attractiveness of the garlic cut to lower astral forms. The attractiveness is negative and no service to self-astral form will accept coexistence with the cut garlic. Therefore, we offer the suggestions. We also request carefully that the broom be clean and that the garlic be burned. The virginity of the broom is most efficacious. Question 95.7 Questioner, let me see if I have the scenario correctly in mind. I'll repeat my version of it. We would hang fresh cut garlic in the area of the wet bar and in the area of the bedroom that is adjacent to the kitchen area. We would salt all window sills and all outer wall door sills and then sprinkle blessed water from our fingers on the salted areas. We would then say the appropriate words to bid farewell to lower astrals. Those words I am not sure of. Would Ra comment on the scenario that I have stated? Answer, I am Ra. Your grasp of our suggestions is good. We note that the salt be poured in the straight line with no gaps. There are various ritual words of blessing and farewell to entities such as you are removing. We might suggest the following. When the salt is laid you may repeat we praise the one creator which gave to salt the ability to enable those friends, to which we wish to bid farewell, to find a new home. As the water is sprinkled you may say, we give thanks to the one creator for the gift of water. Over it the creator moves its hand and stirs its will to be done. The hanging of the cut garlic may be accompanied by the words, We praise the one creator for the gift of garlic and bless its ability to offer to those friends to whom we wish to bid farewell the arrow which points their way of egress. When the sweeping is done you may say, We praise the one creator and give thanksgiving for the spiritual cleanliness of this dwelling place. As the garlic is burned you may say, we give thanks to the one creator for the gift of spiritual cleanliness in our dwelling place and seal the departure of all those who have left by this exit by the consuming of this substance. If you have Wiccan, Pagan, Druid background of any kind, <clears throat> this is an, a very familiar uh, procedure to you. If you don't, this is literally the clearing of a workspace. They cast a circle, they cast a spell and cast a circle to change the energy in the room. The room is set up to be a workspace completely, like a, like an entire room that is an altar. And um, I do this with my office before I, before I start a show and afterwards. I do that on purpose so that no negative energy can interfere with or influence uh, you know, the workings or my devices or whatever that's here. I've learned over the years that that needs to be done to cleanse the area in the workspace because there are entities that would um, affect that. And live performances are always affect, but affected in that way in some ways. Now, if they cut my Wi-Fi, there's nothing I can do about that. The military does it a lot when they fly over. I'm, I'm in between two military bases and two international airports where I am here in, in the, just on the outskirts of Sacramento, which is the state capital for the state of California. 
over here in the U.S. So sometimes I get a low-flying uh, military plane, uh, and they have jammers that you know that help uh, stop radar from picking them up, and that kills the Wi-Fi, <laughs> kills the connection of the Wi-Fi because it jams all signals. So it's an elect- electromagnetic pulse, jams all signals. Uh, so my Wi-Fi will go out, and I'll, and I'll know, and I'll hear it, and I'll go, ah, yep, I just went offline. Uh, right, so that does happen. So I'm gonna really quickly. I'm gonna talk about what today. Um, if you're on the other side of the of the planet, it was uh, this morning or yesterday or last night. Uh, Prince Philip died. He passed away. The Queen's husband, Peter is, said. Peter Coyle, who was in Ireland, he said people laughed at me last year in 2020 when I said Prince Philip. And I remember him telling me this. So this isn't something we had this conversation, and he actually said this to me. It was gonna when it was gonna happen. That friend, that Prince Philip was going to die in 2021 this prediction uh, uh predicts um um it says bass so his this is him speaking and his computer's not catching what he's saying so next to people think are um starting to ask me how i how that i noticed right so you know, now people are like hey wait a minute how did you know that was going to happen and the queen is going to step down in the end of the year uh in under 2021 um, it says Miss um, uh, Predictions and Prince Charles becomes king before three months. I have uh, stepped down for mental health issues. And so she's going to step down for mental health issues and Prince Charles is going to become the king before the year is out. Um, so that's his further prediction. He talked about that last year uh, and before that. So I remember him telling me about that. And as of today, that's starting to happen exactly the way Peter said that it was going to. Kevin said people should be suing their governments for brainwashing. Yeah, the problem that we have in this country, uh, Kevin, and I'm sure you know this because I think you and I have talked about it, or at least I've talked about it on air, is that back in the 90s when, this is how it started, back in the 90s when Bill Clinton was in office, they changed the libel laws that allowed people to not be sued unless it it, um, did something to damage your life or threaten your life. Uh, so they could say whatever they want about you and smear you in public. News agencies could do this, and you couldn't do anything about it. Then when Barack Obama was president in his last term, he changed the law that said that propaganda could not be used on American citizens and opened the door for propaganda to be used on American citizens because he was working towards this agenda, Agenda 21, which they're enacting now. Okay, so the problem that we have now is that there is no politician in Hollywood that wants to, or Hollywood, I should call it that, instead of Washington, in Washington hood, Washington land, there's no politician in Washington land that, that wants to uh, that wants to change that law because now they can say as much hideous things as they want in the news agencies. And then you have, because of that, you have these big tech groups who can do whatever they want. They have complete autonomy because they can't be sued either. There's no libel law that can go after them. They can, they can say anything they want to say and lie, uh, and it doesn't matter because there's no, there's no uh, you can use propaganda, they can use whatever they want. So they can lie and change the algorithm and, and brainwash people into voting for a certain person, and, the, and, and it could be completely hideous the president of the united states coming out and, and saying out out bold-faced lies every president since uh, since bill clinton when they changed that law okay every single one of them they don't tell you the truth all of them have been working for the same agenda every single one save donald trump donald trump was the only one that's working against that agenda and that's why they needed to get him out of office and they needed to impeach him and they needed to make sure that he couldn't be run for election again that was what they why they were trying to do it Okay, the only truth that came out of Joe Biden's mouth in, in this this last week was when somebody said, "Hey, if Donald Trump runs 
for president in 2024 are you going to you know how you feel about running against him he said i don't even know there's going to be a republican party at that time their agenda is to erase the republican party and have a one party rule before the end of the four-year cycle that joe biden is the president do you understand that that was the slip-up that came out of his mouth. I don't even know if, if there's going to be a Republican Party by that time. And now they're going after Republicans in the House and the Senate, systematically going after them, trying to get them removed from their office so they could put a Democrat in charge. So once they gain total control of the House and the Senate and the presidency, and they have a majority in both the House and the and they're just going to vote everybody out. They will impeach every single Democrat and they will put someone in charge. And everybody who just allows that to happen, all the citizens that just allow that to happen, they're, they're just going to take over completely. And that means that the, it's going to be a one party rule forever. And we're going to be just like Venezuela. And if everybody sits down and takes it, we will be a poor, desolate, destroyed country in less than five years. That's the plan. They need to do that because they can't get the guns out of the hands of the people. So they need to destroy the people and decimate this country. They hate it. They've hated this country because the, the slaves are too powerful and they're too prosperous. So they need to kill the slaves off. That's what they're doing. This is the agenda. I sound crazy, and I tell every one of you out there, consider everything that I'm saying to you a lie. I'm making it all up, and I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist. And I want you to go and find the proof that I'm telling a lie and then get a hold of me. You can get a hold of me on Facebook, on Messenger. Get a hold of me and say, I got the proof. Then I'll talk to you to make sure you just don't have accusation after accusation and talking point after talking point, right? That you actually have real-time uh, real proof that everything I'm telling you is a complete lie. And then when you try to do that, I will show you insider information from CIA agents and NSA agents and, and people in, the, in FEMA and other places who say uh, bullshit on your story, right? <clears throat> the fact that I got taken off the air because I went to the website of the makers of hydroxychloroquine and went to the website of Johnson & Johnson and read to you what they claimed where the chemical composition of each drug and what they claimed the chemical composition of each drug did and showed you that they both claimed the chemical composition of their drug did the exact same thing, same chemical process in your body. <coughs> so therefore, if one is one and one is one and one plus one is two and one plus one is two, <coughs> then one plus one is two. And when I said that, both Facebook and YouTube in their fascist ways deleted my video. Because they said that I was lying and it was a conspiracy theory and I made it up. I didn't do anything besides read the website of the company who created the fucking vaccine. Pardon my English. Pardon my American. I did nothing but read what they were claiming. Okay? So, and I'm looking at my phone and it looks like, there it goes. See, it looks like my phone is like way behind in, in, the, in the process of what's going on here. I guess I could turn this off since I'm going to, well, you know what? I should finish this. Now, we'll, we'll pick it up next time. That's what we'll do. And we'll just have to get through that. That's just going to be them doing what it is that they were doing and talking about um, cleansing that house. And then they'll go on to, to something after that. So I apologize because it looks like there's a lot of lag here. I don't know why it's so laggy. Maybe it's just my, I'm going to re refresh my screen on my 
on my phone here and see because it seems like for some reason the the live feed is really back behind and see now it's now it's pretty much almost caught up right <laughs> so then i can read you some of the stuff that's going on here in the uh let's see and then um kevin said um no he just said that i was right yeah you're right leo okay so um, I went over on purpose because I had spent like 11 minutes before we even started, right? So I always try to give at least a minimum of an hour uh, talking about the law of one. I know some of you here at the end went, oh, no, there he goes, talking politics. Those of you who do that, you're not awake enough yet to understand that politics plays into spiritualism, which plays into our entire existence in this illusion. There is nothing in this illusion that is not part of the illusion and important. Nothing. Everything that happens here, everything you taste, everything you smell, everything you hear, everything you learn, everything you see, everything you touch, everything in this illusion, albeit illusion still, nonetheless, we're having this experience. Okay, so you can't compartmentalize and say, I will only pay attention. I don't talk about religion. I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about being a maid. I don't talk about rape. I don't talk about the border. I don't talk about Those don't affect me. Yeah, they do. Unfortunately, you don't want to believe it. You don't have to believe it. You can choose to do that, right? So if that bothers you, if anything that I say bothers you, in the immortal words of the English, piss off. Go to another channel. I'm not doing this because I'm trying to get rich. I did that in my other lives, okay? I'm doing this because it needs to be done for those people who are ready to hear it. It's esoteric. And if you're not ready to hear it, change the channel. Swipe left. Whichever it is that says no must be swipe left, right? So if that's what's going on, then that's what's going on. I'll see you later. Don't ever watch my show, right? Eventually you're going to go, what was that guy's show? You know, that guy, because you're, you're going to go down the rabbit hole and you're going to say, wow, man, maybe that guy's actually kind of right. I did it. With everything that I talk about now, five years ago, 10 years ago, when people would say that to me, I thought they were nuts. You know, the, oh, there's stuff in the, in the, coming out of the planes, man. I was like, yeah, jet washed. It happens all the time. Yeah, if that's the case, why does it linger so long? What? If it were just frozen air, why does it linger for hours and hours and hours? So I looked that up, and they're right. It's not just jet wash. It's not just air that has been sped up so much that it's frozen because it would thaw out as it gets into warm air. So it would dissipate, and it wouldn't take very long. Why is, this, why is it that those things stay up there for so long and then spread out like clouds and go across the whole sky? Why is that? I thought they were all nuts, man. But then when I lived in Arizona where I had a clear sky above and I wasn't living like where I'm, you know, living in California, you got rolling mountains and hills almost everywhere. So it's hard unless you get out into the desert and the flat areas of California in the valley to actually uh, have some space to be able to see what's going on above you. Uh, Being in Arizona out there in the middle of the high desert, um, I watched that happen and I was like, wow, okay, maybe there is something to this. So I started going down that rabbit hole. So I heard stuff from people on my show that I thought was crazy insane. And then a year or two later, I come across it and start really going down that rabbit hole like that person did. And I realized, wow, that person wasn't crazy after all. That's scaring me because this is real. That, that happens to everybody. That's why I challenge you. I'll put you on the air and let you kick my butt if what you say is actually true. And I'm not afraid to admit, wow, okay, I was wrong about that. Because I hope I'm wrong. I hope that everything that I say is untrue and it's not actually happening. It's not part of this matrix nor a part of this illusion. And that it's just us crazy people thinking that there are something conspiracy theories in the sky is falling. But the problem is every time I go down a road when somebody says that's a conspiracy theory, I go down that road, not every time, because sometimes it's just wild craziness that people have said. 
But that's most of the stuff with the stuff they said about Bob Lazar being insane. Right. He went, I believe it was him. He went to the news studio and held them at gunpoint while he read that Ronald Reagan was talking to aliens underground and all this stuff. And then they arrested him and said he was crazy. And it turns out Ronald Reagan was talking to aliens underground. Some of us actually know that now. So everything that these crazy uh, lunatics had said back in the 70s and the 80s turned out to actually be real. Oh, no, Bob Lazar was a nutcase. Really? Then that nut job was a genius because in 1984, he said that he was working with a particle, particle 116, that was called un un pentium. Wasn't even a theory back then, according to scientists, that the next step in that evolution from un pentium was going to be un un pentium. But come forward in time to 2015 in that same scientific community, different people now, because those guys are all old and died. And everybody in, the, in America forgot about Bob Lazar, except for some people like me with a long memory. All of a sudden they said, we invented this, we found this new particle, particle 116. And guess what? Its name is Un Un Pentium. You'd think that if it were a lie and Bob Lazar made up the name, they would have changed the name. But they couldn't. Why? Because it was already there and Bob Lazar saw it. That's the only conclusion you can come to. He dreamt it in a dream, and it just so happens that they named it exactly what, oh, he must be psychic. Now you'll accept being psychic all of a sudden? Right? That's just like with, with Peter when he said <laughs> he said that what was going to happen and that Prince Philip was going to die in 2021. I remember him telling me that. I didn't say, what are you, nuts? Right? Well, the same people are now coming to him and going, how did you know that? Right? People did that for me when I was working for the IRA. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm not still working for the IRA, but I was, I was working at the time Ireland wasn't free. And I was posting the speeches from Jerry Adams before he spoke them. Sometimes I would post them as he was going live in England. Or I mean, I'm sorry, in Ireland. And people were saying, where did you get this? And I'm like, from Shen Fen. I am a member of Shen Fen. <laughs> they're like, no, what's your source? And I'm like, um, Jerry Adams' secretary gave me this. Because Jerry Adams said, courtesy copy, Leonard O'Neill, only that wasn't the name that I was going under. I was going under two aliases, but he knew who I was because I was in the IRA. Okay, do you understand that? So people didn't believe me until I, I said, look, I got it from Shen Fen. They gave it to me because I'm on the roster. <laughs> I'm a member that needs to have this information because I'm getting this information out to people in America about what's truly going on in Ireland. I'm part of the network. In fact, I set it up. Okay. I saw that the computers were the way. Propaganda was the way on the computers to get information out to people across the United States when the Internet formed. Okay? I saw that and took that to them and made that information highway. Not just me, but me and other people, but it was my idea. Guys, look what I got. Look what's going on. This is big. We can use it. It's been being done ever since. We still do it. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Only now I'm working for the planet. Do you understand? Now I'm working for the planet. And all the coalitions on this planet have been set up exactly like the IRA is set up. Small cells. No one knows everybody. We only know one or two. You have to capture us all. And then, then you can only, by the time you get one or two of us, everybody else has heard about it. And they all go into hiding. That's why the IRA has never been captured. And they're the most successful terrorist organization on the history and the face of the earth and that's why they are the ones that have been hired by the English and the and the American government to train all the terrorists in the last 30 years maybe even going back further than that okay so 
so now I'm doing the same thing. I'm just doing it for the for the globe, freeing the planet. So I have people out there that are just doom and gloom. My buddy Bruce is like, I don't care, man. I just it's going down the end, basket. No matter what I say, there's some people that are just believing the Earth is doomed, man. We're all gonna die. And I'm like, no, just because I will, I do not, I do, I do not allow that to happen. Period. Okay. Do I have that authority? Yeah, because there's a lot of other people with me that say the same thing with as much conviction. Millions, billions even. Billions even, right? So whether you want to believe it or not, if you look up and I say the sky is blue and you go, I don't want to believe that, and I'm not going to look up there and I don't believe the sky is blue, that doesn't mean the sky is not blue, okay? So when I say that this is, unfortunately, the way things are happening here are condoned by the laws of the universe, it's okay to be this way, but it doesn't mean that they're going to get total control ever. They can't. They can't. Okay? So everyone needs to understand that all we have to do is get together and say, no, and they can't do it. No, stop that like you would a child. That's all we have to do. We don't have to win. We're never going to win. There's never going to be no evil people doing evil things. So there's never going to be a victory to where they just give up completely. It's always going to ebb and flow and swing one way or the other. And the pendulum right now is swung over towards the dark side. Just like if you watched the la- that Star Wars movie, wasn't the last one, but it was the one prior to that. Um, the rogue one, not the rogue one, but the one after that where they were trying to go and get the code because they were being chased. Right. It was uh, it was I think it was before it was the one just before Rise of, of Skywalker. Uh, Benicio Del Toro was in it. and He played that guy that had the stutter. And he turned them in instead of helping them, and he was getting paid a lot of money. And he and he said he actually said to them, uh, you know, when they were on board the ship, that you know, you could tell his attitude was very neutral. Then when he was like, you know, the these people are making this stuff and selling it to both sides. So then when he turned them in, they were like, we had a deal, and he was like, look, they kill you today, you kill them tomorrow. It's just business. That's how it works. That's the truth. People don't want to hear the hard truth. There's the hard truth. The hard truth is that evil exists. And there's nothing that can be done about it because evil is supposed to exist in this place. It always will be here. Always for all of eternity. The difference is that they've hijacked the, the, the matrix, the illusion here, and that needs to change. And it will. They can't stop that. They can only control it for a while. The Bible told, talked about that. Let's look at the Christian Bible. And, and then God shall unleash the devil from his chains to rule over the earth for a time. That's now. That's been happening on this earth for about 120,000, 125,000 years now. We're in that time. Everyone says we're getting close to the end times. Yeah, that's when Satan no longer, the devil no longer has control or sway over the earth. So you have nothing to fear. So if you're a, Ju- a Judeo-Christian, or even a Judeo-Muslim, because that's where both of those religions were based on, was the Hebrew Judeoism, Judaism, the Hebrew Bible. So you would be a Judeo-Christian, right? Even though you call yourself a Christian, that religion was based on the Jewish Bible, Jewish Talmud. And if you're a Muslim, it's the same thing. You're a Judeo-Muslim. Your your religion was was came from Moses, so it came from the from the Jewish Bible of the Exodus, story of the Exodus. So if you, if you are any one of those big three, then you know that to be true. Do you understand? So the pendulum has swung in their favor, and now it's starting to swing back. It's got that arc, and they're trying to hold it there and not allow it to swing back because it's going to swing back. 
That's just what happens, right? So you guys just need to have that faith and hold on and realize that the pendulum swings both ways. And it's been going darker and darker and darker, and now they're holding on to it as hard as they can. They can only hold on for so long, and they're going to run out of gas, and then they're going to have to let it go. They can't keep control forever. Just not the way the universe is set up. The only way they can do that is to convince you that they can. And if they can continue to brainwash you and Jedi mind trick you, that's what they're hoping to do. Do you see? That's all they have left. I'm reading now from what we're saying here in the chat so I can tell you guys what we're saying here, right? Yeah, see, Celeste said, not my reality. So her reality is not that we are defeated, we are a slave race, and that we're doomed and that the planet's going to die. Not her reality. So if what the Hopis said is true, those of you who think the hell, oh, the Earth's going to die and there's no hope, you're going to die with the Earth when it dies when there's no hope because you're going to go down that timeline and the rest of us are going to go down the other timeline where it's the opposite. Okay, and people go, that's just not true. It doesn't happen in reality. How do you know anything about reality? You don't even know that you're in a fake reality. <laughs> what makes you think you understand reality when you don't even understand how this thing works? I do, and if you were to wake up and see it, you would agree with me. But just by saying, I don't believe you, and that's not true, then you believe what you want, and I'll see you after. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Kevin says the, the aliens are definitely real. Well, yes, they are. And that's just, they're just other people from another place, man. There was times when people met black people and they thought that they were like, oh, my God, when white people showed up on the on an island in the Pacific and they met black people, they worshipped them, thought they were gods. When Cortez landed over in South America or, in, or Central America and South America, they thought he was a god. They thought he was a god until he started raping and pillaging and killing people, right? So... So uh, let me finish what Kevin said here. He said the aliens are definitely w are real. We'll find out after we die anyway. Yeah, that's the truth. But then you can't come back to tell anybody because everybody here is mind wiped, right? That's hilarious, Kevin. You're absolutely true. So Les says uh, energy is fluid. There's waves, but it always seems to, to level out. Absolutely. So they can see, like she's talking, referring to me talking about the, the pendulum and the way things swing. It always seems to, that's because there has to be a, a balance here. Right. That's that's the way it is, even though there's only 20 percent people here that are, in fact, evil and there's 80 percent people on this planet that are, in fact, good. There still has to be a balance because good and evil get to exist. Do you see? And they have to. They have to exist because it pushes you to either sit down and close your ears and eyes and, and, and curl up into a ball in the fetal position and give up and then wait for death. Or. You blindly ignore it and pretend that it doesn't exist and plug your ears and just go through your life as fast as you can to get to the end of it until you die. Or you understand what's going on and you make a difference and you say, ah, okay, I'm going to help everyone to understand. I'm going because you're because you're either in service to others or you're in service to self. That's it. Right. Some people aren't quite sure and they like playing with the other side. Every now and then I want to be in service to myself. So I'll do evil things because I can. Those people are the ones that are mischief mischievous because they're actually negative. But they're, they don't want to be really bad because they're afraid to get caught up and have other really negative evil people see them and take advantage of them. So they try to hide in the darkness in the shadows and try to do what they can. Right. Try to do what they can to gain as little power as they can, like Loki. 
you know, uh, because they're afraid of going big because that's when the big guys will stomp on them. So they're going to try and either the fringe fish that hang on to the side of the shark to eat whatever the shark comes out of his mouth or his gills when he's trying to, oh, I'll take those nibbles, I'll take those nibbles, and I'll stay ram. That's what you have. You So you have people in between those places, right? But the, you're either in service to self or service to others, cut and dry, one or the other. You either care about people or you don't. Right. Whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, some people want to, want to admit it to themselves, but they don't want to help. I'm not getting involved in that. Well, then you're in service to yourself. You don't want to help. I'm not helping. No way, man. Not my job. Those people are in service to self. That's all they care about. Right. So so the energy is going to flow back the other way. Any of you who are over the age of 30, you've seen it happen already. OK, if you grew up, I grew up and you know, I was a, a teenager in the 80s. We believed the earth was going to be blown to bits by, by 1999, before the year 2000. We weren't going to make it to 2000. We are 21 years after that, that benchmark, and we're still here. We believed that the world was going to annihilate itself with nuclear weapons because the people that were in charge, who, by the way, are still the same people that are in charge now, okay, because they're all in their 80s now, so that was only 20 years ago when they were in their 60s, and they were all still in charge then. We believed then they didn't have the wherewithal. The problem is they have everybody convinced to keep voting for them. So they keep voting them in office through Jedi mind tricking everybody. That's because the propaganda machine kicked in and they were able to propagandize everything to keep office. Now they're geriatric, dementing old people who have to take drugs to be able to be seen on camera for more than 20 minutes. They're all going to start dying off. This is why I say to you people, you don't really have to do anything except for wait. Every government on this planet are a bunch of really old cronies that have been trying to keep control of their people for the last 50 years. Just wait. Philip, 99 years old, he died. The queen's going to be going next. Right? Do you see? These people are Joe. How long do you think Joe Biden's going to survive? Right? They're going to remove him for mental problems or he's going to die. He's too old. He can't live very much longer. He's the oldest person that ever ruled in the United States. Ever. Even older than Donald Trump. Geezer. Even older than Ronald Reagan. Who, who Ronald Reagan had Alzheimer's. Admittedly, they say he had Alzheimer's after he got out of office. That they were propping him up and running the place. Kind of like Sleepy Joe. Right? So, President Harris who's been the president the entire time. You guys just don't know it. That's why, and, and unfortunately, she's incompetent. Completely incompetent. When they said, are you going to go to the border? She laughed. No, not today. <laughs> Is that a leader? Is that the, 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 the voice and, the, and the, the, the poise of the leader of the free world? Or is that a, a, a child? <laughs> not today. She was talking about the teachers unions who are hideously torturing the children in the United States because they're so fucking lazy. They've got their cash cow. They've realized now they can sit at home naked and run around and then put on a top and sit down and and brainwash the kids over the computer and then do whatever they want to do all day and take vacations and live their life and still get paid to do that so their fat lazy asses don't want to go back into the classroom where they actually have to look at the kids and worry about catching all the colds and shit the kids are going to give them and have to actually look at these fucking kids and take care of them all day and they even said it openly they want their babysitters back 
That's the true uh, uh, true thought process of the teachers, people. Not, I am a teacher and I want to teach these people because I want them to have an education and to be able to better the world. It's, I got a paycheck, they ain't paying me enough anyway. I'm going to sit on my ass. And then when, uh, who do you think is the number one contributor to um, Camel Toe Harris's campaigns? Yeah, you guessed it. And the Democratic Party. Yeah, you guessed it. The teachers' union. Okay? So... She, when she's talking about the teachers union, she starts laughing and said, now all the people of the United States found out just how much they weren't paying those teachers. <laughs> those teachers, wow, we should be paying them more than we are. <laughs> That's not what anybody has said. That's not what anyone who's a parent has come to the conclusion of. Man, we're not paying these teachers enough. You know what it is? Man, these teachers have too much power. We need to break these fucking unions, fire these fucking teachers, and get people in there that want to teach our children. There is nobody in this country that I have ever heard of that says, hey, you know, y'all, maybe we ought to teach these people, uh, pay them a little bit more money, because, hell, I've had to teach my kids, and it's really hard. No one has said that. No one has said that. So when, when Camel Nose Harris said that on camera, that shows that she is a child and that she is doing the business of the people who paid her paycheck. She doesn't care about you. She doesn't care about your children. She cares about the power that they, were, that they gave to her for her to allow them to spend the money on her and give her orders. That's the truth of what's going on here. And no, I'm not a Republican. Okay? I would consider myself, if anything, I have no party affiliation. That's how I'm registered. But if anything, I might consider myself a libertarian. Maybe. Close. I think for myself, I don't believe anything that comes out of anyone's mouth. I look it up for myself to see if it's true. I don't go to a fact-check website that's owned by a Democratic or a Republican party. Don't do it. I don't do anything that is uh, on a network that thinks that they are in charge of a world bigger than countries like Google or Facebook or Amazon. I don't fact check on any of those places or YouTube, which is owned by Google, because those people are a propaganda machine for a party they picked, which in this case is whatever is the progressive left of your country. Okay, so whenever I look something up, I'm going to get their slant, their propagandized answer right they're not going to give me a fair trial they're going to give me a that's a conspiracy theory and then they're going to say you can't be on here our platform anymore because you asked the wrong question you questioned us and our beliefs bye now everybody needs to boycott any country everybody like baseball they decided that they needed to put politics into baseball, and they said, we need to not have the All-Star game in Georgia because they just changed their voter laws, and they claim they're Jim Crow. See, now, they don't say racist anymore because that word's already been worn out. They say racist, racist, everything's racist, 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 racist. So it has no meaning. So now they're saying Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim Crow. They have to come up with a new one. The next one will probably be KKK thinking. That's KKK. That's Klan thinking. They'll have to change it because if they don't, and the horror wears off. When someone says you're racist, people go, oh, Jesus, here's a racist remark if I ever saw a racist person. So the tide's turned on that. You can't tell me I'm racist. You don't know anything about me. I'm not racist. This country is not racist. That's a lie. Okay? It's a lie. You're racist and don't even know it. You're racist subconsciously. Screw you. You're outwardly racist. I'm not. 
Okay, you cannot tell me what my mind thinks and that, oh, no, you have been raised by racists. Therefore, you're just racist. So only only people like black people are the only ones who have the ability not to be influenced by people raising them or a society to think outside the box that white people are inherently this is racist thinking. Do you see where I'm going with this? That would be like me saying black people aren't intelligent enough to understand what racism is. Black people are saying white people are not intelligent enough to understand because they're white. They're not intelligent enough to understand racist and what's wrong or right. And that if you're raised by a racist, that makes you a racist, even if you don't know you're racist. I, you know, I have gay people my whole life, friends of mine that say everybody's gay. They just don't know it. Okay. You're all gay. You just don't know you're gay. Eventually you will admit it to yourself and you'll be gay. They believe that. And they say it. I don't know if they actually believe it, but they've said it. That's just not true. That's racist to say. You're not smart enough to understand, but I see it because I have it happen to me all the time. You never have it happen to you. You have never had anything racist happen to you your entire life as I'm being racist and telling you that you're that you're the racist. Okay? I get that mind wipe. I get that whole Jedi mind trick you're trying to pull on me here. Most Americans don't. They go, oh, I'm afraid of that. I'm scared to be called a racist because somebody's going to get me fired from my job or I'll, or I'll lose my sponsors. And so I apologize for being white. I, am, I must be racist because I'm white. Screw you. Get out of here, you racist. Get out of here. I'm tired of you. I'm fighting back. You can't cancel me. Because I don't care. I have, a, well, I have a voice anyways. I have no sponsors. Screw you. Well, I'll get you taken off Facebook. Don't care. I broadcast all kinds of other places where I'm more popular anyway. I'll get you taken off of YouTube. YouTube only has about 12 hits for every show. Okay? I, I've, I have more than that on every other platform. So the truth is, I only broadcast here for the convenience of the people that are still here for these crowds for you guys. Because it's easy. Everybody is hooked into this so far still. But then I put it out everywhere else where it's actually more popular. So you guys can't get rid of me that easily because you can't erase me from the entire world, right? So what does Celeste say here? I know I'm running way long here. So Celeste says, uh, we know more about the moon than the bottom of the ocean, right? Oh, okay, so I was missing some stuff that was being said. Kevin said that's that's where they keep uh, Alcatraz or, or Antarctica uh, such a secret where we know more about the moon. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. See, I wasn't reading the comments. That's too busy over here just flapping my suck and getting political. I haven't done an Orion Rising um, news in a long time. I was backing away from that because I've been, I was working on that first summit, right, and getting that summit going, helping Omar. He did most of the, of the labor uh, for all of that, and, and I was just there to assist, and I was a co-host, and I assisted with that, and we did um, in three days, 15 hours one day, 12, and a half, 12 hours a second, and 12 and a half hours day, days a third. Uh, took two days off and then literally started on this project for the world uh, um, world uh, Earth Day Summit 2021, which is the 21st and the 22nd. So I backed off from doing political stuff, but today I couldn't help myself. It kind of oozed out, right, because I have the summit uh, almost 100% uh, put together. I still have a little bit to rearrange, but we have our set schedule. Um, I have a little bit to rearrange for that, but uh, I'll have that taken care of in the next day, and I've already got memes uh, going out, so then I'll have uh, some more commercials uh, and, and stuff. So the truth is it's already all put together, and we, just, we have two weeks to, to uh, um, you know, just, just 
get everybody on board uh, and interview all the people that we're going to interview or talk to them and have them in studio so they understand what's going on so we make things smooth for the day. So because of that, uh, I come up to today and I was just like, blah, I'm going to hit them with some politics and I don't care who turned the channel, right? Um, oh, okay, so Celeste says, what are the, yeah, thank you for that. Celeste says, what are the platforms are you using? Um, I post on Rumble. I post on BitChute. That's for the MP4 version of this. I have more people on, on uh, BitChute already and I've only been up there for a month than I do on, on uh, YouTube and Facebook. And I've had my YouTube channel for seven years and Facebook since 2012. Right. So just by putting it up there, I'm already more popular there. Then I po I also put then I convert the into an MP3 file and I post that using Podbean and then using Anchor FM uh, Podbean. I pay money uh, every year, one hundred and fifty dollars a year to post my show to like everywhere. Anyone. In fact, you can go to Podbean and my RSS uh, is there. So if you're say, you don't you know, you want to listen to it on some place that you have that's your favorite. You can literally go there, click on my show and copy it and go to your uh, place where you listen to a podcast and paste it in their podcast, and Podbean will actually send it to them every time I post something new, right? So that's that in itself is self-serving because it's contagious. Anyone can grab me and put me wherever they want, and they do. <clears throat> so uh, Anchor FM uh, shoots out to almost the same uh, kind of people, so I post them in those two places. Uh, and so my MP3 podcast is listened to in about 60 countries. So this podcast will be an MP3 version uh, as soon as I'm done here. It'll be posted later today, and the rest of the world will listen to it. And that goes out to anywhere. You can find me at Twitter. You can find me at Apple uh, Podcast. You can find me at Podbean. I know that it's I know that it's going out to Podcast Addict. I know that it's going out to um, a bunch of other places. It goes to YouTube, goes to Facebook as well, of course. Uh, it goes to Reddit, goes to LinkedIn, goes to I don't even know. There's so many places I see names sometimes from another country and go, wow, I don't know who put that up there. <laughs> right. So it goes out all over the whole world. But in America, it's the it's those those uh, the big ones that that's where you can find it at Spotify. Uh, we'll have it up there. Um, iTunes has it up there. I know because I, I, I put it up there. It shoots out to them. So not just Apple Podcasts, but iTunes. So it goes on so many platforms that even if they all tried to, to knock me off, it's going from other platforms they don't have control over. Right. So I can't be taken down. Uh, and and that's just the way it is, and I, because it's going to so many different places that they can't take me out of all of them. Right. Uh, because eventually there's going to be people who um, just like they had from um, um, what was it a uh, parlor? Yeah. Um, I'm also there, but I haven't gone back to, to get that link back up since they went down and came back up. Uh, so. And my phone's tripping again over here. I have to refresh. Um, for the, for the uh, sorry about that for the chat I should just turn it up over here so I can see it now, right? Um, okay, so there's a bunch of stuff being said. Sorry about that. So Peter says, um, although Awakened ones uh, move to TikTok, right? So TikTok, I I'm not on there. They, once they expanded, because Twitter was the same way. Eventually, you couldn't post a video. First, you couldn't post a video that was longer than ten seconds. Then it was thirty. Then it was five minutes. And then it got to the point where they would put stuff up there. TikTok's hardly got anything. And then they're gonna they're gonna be moving uh, that way too. It just as soon as they can make money and they expand. Once they do that, I'll be putting my two hours, three hour shows up there, right? Um, so he moved, this is Peter saying that, was that Peter? Yeah, Peter said that. He said that he moved to TikTok. People want to know about the truth still. So there are platforms you can get there. And Julie says, I just wanted to say hello. Hello, Julie. Want to say hello and that I'm uh, just just really tired and, uh, and enjoying just listening tonight. Cool. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, good to see you and hope you all well. Thank you. Julie, you'll have to um, also come to the show uh, when we do the, um, 
the uh, Earth Day, uh, and that's that's going to be um, coming up on the 21st and the 22nd of, of April. you got to come in, and you know, you'll hear Peter there. He's going to be on here. Celeste, who is in the crowd here, she's going to be on there as well on one of those days. So you'll see them, right? So uh, Peter says, I have 10,000 followers on TikTok, and that's only in the last year. Yeah, he just started on TikTok not too long ago. Uh, and we're working on uh, still getting your podcast up too. Don't don't forget, I haven't forgot about that, Peter. Uh, and maybe we can uh, talk about that on the um, on the Earth Day show. <clears throat> All right, guys. So uh, Orion Rising, that's me, and uh, Candlebook and Broom are uh, putting on a show again. I'll plug it, and then we'll get off here because we're at six o'clock now. And so I was up two hours, been on here for two hours. So we have a show that we're putting together. It's called World um, World Earth Day summit 2021 or world earth day 2021 summit and we have i think it's like 20 speakers from around the world from i don't know 10 different countries and um, they're going to be on on uh, on the 21st which will be the 22nd for some people on the planet it'll be the west coast america time 8 a.m to 8 p.m on our 21st, which is Wednesday, and then on our 22nd, which is also 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. West Coast America time. And so that will cover um, 12 hours of of the 22nd on one half of the planet and 12 hours of the 22nd on the other half of the planet. So we'll be on the air for a 24-hour time period, but not 24 hours consecutively, 12 on, 12 off, 12 on, 12 off, right? Um, so it, it is going to be a really, really good event. We have a lot of really good uh, things that are going to be discussed. We're going to be talking about, um, there's going to be music. There's going to be people talking about chakras, energy, um, uh, food, and ascension, uh, doing card reads, doing talking about um, spirituality, talking about the law of one, uh, talking about ge- sacred geometry, talking about esoteric uh, uh, mathematics, uh talking about um, uh, alchemy. I mean, it's just insane the amount of different things that we're having on there that people are going to be talking about. It's going to be really, really cool, good, uplifting, love and light for the Earth Day like we do every single year. Uh, We always put on an event that's one or two days that is literally um, free for anyone to come. And you can find that at Orion Rising, the page on uh, Facebook, or Orion Rising, uh, the the channel on on YouTube, or you can go to Candlebook and Broom. The page on Facebook will be simulcasting them there live, and from there we'll be sharing them out, hopefully to a place where you guys will be able to see it. And if not, you guys can start a watch party in any group that you're a part of. Um, you'll be able to do that, and all the chats from all around the world in every single place uh, that you share it will go back to the studio that we'll be in. Uh, we'll be using StreamYard, and we will be using, and we'll, all the chats will go there. So all you have to do is give permission. Uh, some places don't have permission uh, to to chat in our chat. Most of them do, and they just ask you if you want your picture seen or not. You don't have to do that. We don't. We don't. You know, we won't know who you are. We won't see your face or whatever icon you have. But you can still type in the chat. Uh, and we can still answer questions because we're going to be live and we're going to be doing question and answer sessions for every single person that's going to be presenting uh, because it's live. So we'll be doing that. Okay. So you guys have a great night. Thank you. Uh, share this out. Uh, namaste. I hope to see you guys. I'll be doing videos before then. 
you know, about the show, and I'll be doing Orion Rising news probably coming up this week. Uh, but I do still have a lot of uh, stuff I have to get everybody in studio and linked up with whoever it is that they're going to be working with on that day and make sure that they all know what they're going to do and how to do it properly and go over it and, and prepare everyone and make sure that they understand the timelines and all of that. So there's a lot of technical behind the scenes crap you guys don't need to know about. But uh, it's not too much. I wouldn't take, you know, I wouldn't uh, ever bought off more than I can chew. I've been doing this for seven years, you know. All right, guys. So, and I've been behind the scenes mostly. I was working with Portal to Ascension for a few years doing their stuff behind the scenes. You never saw me. Uh, and But some people did. Like, you know, when, when Neil had me emceeing the show or, or filling in for him or whatever or interviewing people uh, leading up to the show when they were doing that. So that's kind of badass, right? All right, guys. So uh, have a good night and look for me next week. Like I said, this is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Namaste. Share this out. I love you guys. I love every single one of you. And I will see you or hear you or at least read your stuff in the chat next time. All right. Have a good night, evening, morning, afternoon.